Hi everyone, and welcome to the 118th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with... Churro! Hey guys. And Sabrina! Hi there! It's a big episode today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's kind of scary for me because I have to edit this after, but I hope you guys like it. So how how's 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 your worlds? My world has been great. I did a I did something fun last week. Mm, what did Ooh. you do? I don't know. I, we'll I talk might... about it later. <laughs> Jeez, wow. So, <laughs> because it's rele- wow. it's relevant to our discussion segment. We'll okay, talk about okay. that. Okay. So Sabrina, I... what did you do that's not a part of our future discussions? <laughs> play persona okay oh no but that's also related no damn it. i'm playing no, it that's Brandon. cool i don't have persona i'm the only one in this in this call that okay so that's that's relevant you can you're allowed to say that you haven't played persona but sabby's not allowed to say that she has played persona because that's relevant. oh my god okay so by the, by the way working. i've also played persona <laughs> yeah we've been, been working working work- yeah. oh me too me too actually Getting money you know, making so, that dollar, dollar, dollar I, I, bill, y'all. I can tell you something interesting. So the school year just started here in Japan, and I got to see, I got to basically experience like a real life persona. Ah, oh, crap! It's like persona. Yeah, 5. see, <laughs> everything is persona five. Okay, this is not so. This is not related to our future discussion. But so, I got the very, very natural Japanese experience so if you don't know in japan the school year starts in april uh and it ends in march so we just started the new school year so i was walking to school and the cherry blossoms are blooming and it's like oh anime mitai which means like it looks like an anime it's like and then the sakura leaves are coming uh no the sakura blossom uh petals are falling from the trees and i go into school and all the students are excited and they're all like slightly confused because uh so every time they want to enter the teacher's room they need to say uh what class they're from so it's like uh shitsureshimasu uh uh nani desu uh and they'll say like nisen uh, ichikumi, which is like uh, second year class one. Uh, but all the all the students are like, oh, oops! Actually, I'm sunnen uh, ichikumi, which is like I'm third year uh, first class. Oh, that's so cute! Because oh they're God. like, oh, oops, oops! I thought I was still a ninense. I thought I was still second grader. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> shut up! Stop being so cute. <laughs> oh that's adorable yeah so that that's that's been my experience so i i get to see what it's like to be a japanese student but from the outsider's perspective of being the teacher and all those boring assemblies and i saw the new uh ichinensei which are the new uh first first year students that came from elementary school and they are so cute and all the boys sound like girls and all the girls sound like girls who are the class representatives okay do they oh so yes there 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 was so there was a class there's really surprisingly there's already a class representative for they they literally just got there they're literally just showed up at school first day and they already have a class representative how did they decide that where did they where did they where did they where did they vote did they vote in their elementary school? Did they decide there? I don't know. But 
somehow they just waltz right into school and yep the the bureaucracy has been set the leader you need to write a book the leader was already chosen and no, he you need ascended to write a book now. he ascended to talk to the kocho sensei the principal and he sounded he sounded like a girl and it was it was great oh my god you're so mean. <laughs> no Can but you write a book they're, about they're like all kids. the things that we see one day actually uh. i I want to talk about it in our discussion segment. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. With regards to transformative media. Anyway. With, with, with oh, my goodness. For, for you new folks, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at Kingdom Hearts Ultimania, and UltimaWeapon.com's Twitter at UltimaWeapon.com. Yes, that's that's the more new one. So please, please follow that. Yes, please. I would KH- love you forever. Follow it. KH Ultimania has sadly been dead for a little while, but the Twitter yes. has a lot of followers, so we still use it. <laughs> it's so, yeah, that that's the explanation. Anyway, this episode has two segments. Our first segment is... Uh, our Famitsu survey discussion. That's basically our new segment. Because <laughs> there was an interesting Famitsu se- uh, survey, so we're going to talk about that. And our second segment is... Interesting editorial. Let's talk about Let's Plays, live streams, and spoilers. So this one's, this one's going to be Yay. a little bit of an intra- interesting discussion because it it's not exclusive to Kingdom Hearts, but it does relate to Kingdom Hearts because there's obviously going to be new Kingdom Hearts games on the horizon and if you're an aspiring let's player or live streamer uh, it's good to know about these things and uh, e- even now I mean we just had uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 2.5 release and you know obviously a lot of people want to be let's playing those so I think it's always good to talk about modern uh, current events in gaming and I think let's plays and live streams are very important so uh, I want to talk about those we have an interesting discussion about that. So, uh, moving on. In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, you want to support us, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers are as follows. Uh, we've got Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero on Twitter. We have Christian Burge, Louis James, Satria Jaja Zudarma at Satria six two five Ruben. We have Skylar Loveless, Tiger Crane who is at Pow Poo Milkshake. We have Tyson Wildman who is at Ty Wildman one. We have Ventus who is at Legend of Gallade. We have William Trengrove who is at Varnish the Azure. Chris Morales, Diglio who is at Chuba Arcanine. Dustiv Haviv who is at Dusty Fish seven seventy. Eric Decker, who is at Choco Taco, and Churro, if you could take these next few. We got Harley Crawley at DarkZTL Kame. Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh, it's just Johnny. Josh McNabb at JGK9. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre23. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Alex Troutman at Akira Namejin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. And Jason Rivera at Nia Arcadiac. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. And Julio Carrillo at 
Dead Demon 225. And if Se- Sebi, if you could take these last few. Cool. So we have Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Mohamed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack 95, uh, Perry Ramstad, uh, Rachel Casterton at Irma Yoon Ray, uh, Tony Stamen at Tony Stamen, Vita Nitez at V underscore Tron 5000, and lastly, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. And if you guys want to be a part of the show, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com so we can answer the questions you guys want us to answer. I know we don't have uh, questions on this episode, but that's just because we have like very massive discussion segments and we wanted yeah. to make sure there was time for that. So uh, next episode, we can definitely make room for questions. Uh, also, just a, just a note about questions. Um, we are not open to talk about spoilers uh, via via questions or otherwise. Uh, uh, just just to be clear, when when we had our uh, Kingdom Hearts, so let's let's just be clear. There's a there's a, there's two, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 and there's Kingdom Hearts uh, Key. You know all those games, Union Cross, whatever, what have you, and those games are very current now. So uh, what we used to do in the past is we used to just be completely silent for an entire year and not say anything about those games. And then we would have a spoiler cast, but that was very difficult to stay relevant. So what we decided to do was uh, at the time of release, in the same episode as our release episode, we did a review segment, which which was spoiler-free of Kingdom Hearts 2.8. And we did a spoiler cast segment, which was uh, not spoiler-free, which was spoiler-filled. And what we basically stated there is that's going to be all we're saying about spoilers uh, for a while so we can give people enough time to have played the game and uh, people don't have to worry about listening to our podcast if they haven't played Kingdom Hearts 2.8 yet. So just just a blanket statement. So if you ask a question, just be just be fair, fairly warned that if it's uh, if the question is a spoiler or the question requires a spoilery answer specifically spoiling anything from any of the kingdom hearts key products or anything from kingdom hearts 2.8 uh uh, minus dream drop distance is okay but uh anything from 0.2 or back cover anything kingdom hearts key we're not going to talk about that uh for like the next few months at least just to give people enough time that they have played those games and uh, I would say anything Unchained Key is dangerous because that's new all the time. So, yeah, I don't know what to do with that yet. But at least with 0.2, I'm thinking we'll give it a, a few months grace period before we start talking about spoilers openly. So if you have any questions, uh, just make sure they're like uh, kind of spoiler free. At least anything uh, Dream Drop Distance and earlier is fair game. There you go. So, moving on to our Famitsu survey segment. Yay. So, yay. Our uh so Famitsu, very famous uh magazine in Japan, did a very uh extensive survey for the 15th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. So, yeah, basically uh this survey was conducted from it, it, this is really nice. There's so much, so many statistics. I love it. So I know it's great. There was there was a survey. The survey period was from March seventeenth, twenty seventeen, until March twentieth, twenty 
2017. Oh, so uh, let's have a quick Japanese lesson. So if you want to say from and to, you, uh, from is kara and to is like made. So like this would be, uh, so March is sangatsu. And so it's sangatsu junana, uh, which is, uh, so March 17th, junana is 17. Sangatsu junana kara, sangatsu niju made. So it, it's from March 17th to March 20th. So just just so you know, Japanese Thanks, sensei. language. Thanks, Sensei. You're the best. You're welcome. Thanks, Brandon. So, <laughs> so that lesson. Like this. Okay, so anyway, moving on. The gender ratio is males. The male respondents were... Oh, wait. In total, there was 990 respondents. And the ratio of gender is male 472 to female 472 <laughs> to blank answer 46. So maybe it's 50-50 or maybe it's not. But other but, than that, it's still pretty close to each other. Yes. It's very, I, it's very yes. even. Anyway, moving on to age range. So uh, people from like 10 years old and basically people in their teens, anywhere from 10 to like 19... Uh, there were 293 people who responded. Uh, people in their 20s, uh, 554. That's the biggest group. Uh, people in their 30s, 42. And pe- there were 46 uh, people in their 40s and 95 people were blank. Blank answer. They didn't answer this part. So uh, this shows the the trend in uh, people playing the games. Uh, is very strong with people in their 20s, which makes sense. They were at the prime age in 2002 to have been receptive to Kingdom Hearts. They were the target audience when Kingdom Hearts first came out. And uh, it's petering off from there. They're losing losing, uh, recognition from there, which makes sense because they're releasing games that require that you play all the games and (laughs) it makes it hard to keep up with. So. It's actually quite interesting because I actually had a customer today at yeah. work where they, where I was surprised and kind of taken back when they mentioned that they really enjoyed Kingdom Hearts because that's like my trigger like sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's like, definitely. I really liked Kingdom Hearts. So I fully turn around and be like, who are you and who are what do you, you like about Kingdom Hearts? Who but, is um, your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> um, so he he seemed like he was more in his 40s. And he's oh. like, oh, I'm buying a PlayStation 4 right like four right now. Like, just Kingdom Hearts just came out and all this stuff. And now I'll play it again. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So he's I one of the like, six people. He's one of the six people. Yep. But it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there soon. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's okay, Cheryl. We we <laughs> all okay. are. Very slowly. No, one, uh, one, day, one day at a time, we're all coming one day closer to our deaths. So you always be 25 uh, to me, Churro. Uh, I'll yeah. get there faster than any, than the both of you. So, uh, I see. Aww. Well, anyway, moving on. So now moving on to the proper survey. Oh, by the way, survey in Japanese is anketo. Survey. Anketo. Thanks, anketo. Dad. <laughs> I'm just, I need to practice my Japanese. So I'm going to... I, I always remember my, my uh, middle school uh, math teacher, Mrs. Furch. She always said... The best way to learn is by teaching. So I'm going to teach you guys, gosh darn it. So anyway, question one. By the way, question in Japanese is shitsumon. <laughs> if you want to ask someone, do you have a question? You can say, shitsumon ga arimasu ka? It means, do you have a question? 
Anyway, moving on. What's, First what's, uh, question. I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, I don't know, but you can say, if I had to go to the bathroom, I would just say, Toilet wa doko desu ka? Where's the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, maybe like... <laughs> I was just thinking like unko hoshi, but that means like I want poop. <laughs> That's like asking someone to give you poop, so no. No, don't say I, that when you, when you go. Please don't say <laughs> no, that to no. anyone, ever. Unless you're into that. And I you know, I won't judge. Anyway. What is your favorite what, what oh no. First question is what was your first Kingdom Hearts game? So according to the respondents, number one is obviously the original Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Which had yeah. 534 votes the next most uh uh popular one was kingdom hearts final mix also not surprising uh came out at the end of the same year as kingdom hearts and that was that came in with 127 votes uh then kingdom hearts 2 uh which was 121 votes uh then then you got uh 358 over 2 birth by sleep kingdom hearts 2 final mix kingdom hearts chain of memories uh kingdom hearts 3d dream drop distance uh kingdom hearts recoded and unchained key with eight votes so at first it's really interesting so at first it seems like the most driving factor for their first game is chronology which the games that came out chronology chronologically first so you have kingdom hearts kingdom hearts final mix you skip over Chain of Memories, and then the next, the third one is Kingdom Hearts 2, and then 358 over 2, then Birth by Sleep. So for like the first five, it's more or less based off of time, which one ended up being there first. But then uh, once you get to six, it's kind of like a little bit random. Like, oh, you have Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix and Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. But they came together, though, didn't they? It was those two release around the same time in uh, Japan. Because it's the rechain of memories. Oh, 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 no, this one's just chain of memories. Kingdom Hearts chain of memories. But wouldn't they just <clears throat> think of that as a rechain? Well, just usually no, nowadays no, they're, they... They're, they're listing... So in in the Famitsu list, they list each version separately. So this is oh, specifically... Yeah, this is specifically chain of memories. Because if you look lower, they have recoded specifically. And also, they list final mixes separately. So yeah, this is specifically the Game Boy version of chain of memories ah. that just happened to got to get okay, this okay. so something i just want to point out another like maybe sad observation is that newer titles are not bringing in as many fans so uh you'll see that the newest titles happen to trend lower in the list so kingdom hearts stream drop distance uh recoded and unchained key are the lowest uh whereas the highest ones that are bringing in people are the uh, uh older games which makes sense because it's a linear story uh, every game matters and you should understand it from the beginning but yeah it's it, it's you know it's just the side effect of it kingdom hearts being a really long-running series you know you know you, you lose out on people because you know the series is too long and convoluted and complex so it's hard to it's hard to break into kingdom hearts uh but hopefully with you know they're the way they're trying to re- remedy this is by releasing re-releasing the kingdom hearts games like in 1.5 2.5 that literally just released on ps4 so at least square is trying to combat that anyway moving on to question two uh what is your favorite kingdom hearts game and number one with 300 votes is kingdom hearts 2 final mix i, I, think, kingdom hearts- people, I think it's a lot of people's favorite games 
Yeah, yeah. and number two is also just Kingdom Hearts 2 with 201 votes. So it's like votes. 500 people. Yeah, basically 500 people loved Kingdom Hearts 2. And then what's really surprising is Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 got number three, and that was 183 votes. Yeah, now, I don't... My guess is that... So you have to remember, this is a Japanese survey. And out of all of these, which one released on the most popular handheld? That was 358 over 2. It was on the DS. So I think that's probably why, is that a lot... Maybe some children or maybe high school age or just people just getting into college now that were in middle school or high school when Kingdom Hearts 2 was... Or maybe not middle school, but in so in high school in Japan, a lot of times students have to go to other towns to go to their high school. So you'll see them on the trains in their high school uniforms. So on the train, they'll be able to like play a DS or read a book. So I could see maybe some like high school students who were high school students in like 2010. Maybe they used to they remember playing three five eight over two days every day on the right to on, on the right to school on the train so maybe i could see that being a driving factor for why this ranks so high because it's on the ds ds was insanely popular so that's my guess yeah what do you guys think is there anything else standing out about 358 over 2 because otherwise like it's not the greatest kingdom hearts game it's got a good story i I mean i i think they just like the friendship between shion yeah yes yeah the, the story is nice yeah, just I would say gameplay wise, it's kind of like, it's it's not bad. It's just like kind of it's middle of the road Kingdom Hearts. Like, there's there's better, there's worse in the Kingdom Hearts series, but it's not like particularly like amazing for a Kingdom well, Hearts game. Without spoiling it, oh, I think once we read the other questions, uh, we'll find out why. Oh, I see. Okay, so moving on. Uh, the next uh ones. Uh, who is who is your favorite male character? <laughs> Uh, Num- uh, number guys. one, I Sora. Who. See, two hundred eighty-four votes. Yeah, man. Number two, other Sora, two hundred and ten <laughs> votes. So got Sora, Roxas, then Axel, then Riku, then Terra, Ventus, Vanitas, Demix. <laughs> How did he make the list? Demix, Zigbar, Zemnis, Mickey Mouse. Yo, why would you do that to Mickey Mouse? How could you Actually, do that to oh, him? Wait, wait, wait. We have something unprecedented here. There is a four-way tie oh my for God, number I 10. Notice. So Zemnis, Mickey Mouse, Marluxia, and Cloud all got seven votes. That's so funny. They all made it. Mickey Mouse and Cloud <laughs> are equals. And it's funny you how heard it here first. and Demix got 14 votes each. They got tied yeah. in seventh. Oh, they're tied for seven, too. Oh, it's so Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I haven't been looking out for ties, but yeah, this one this one had ties. All right, so moving on. Uh, question four. What do you love most about the series? This will become relevant for our next segment. So let's let's make sure to remember this. Number one. The number one thing that uh, people responded to most and love the most about the series is the story. With 50.9% of the respondents yeah. answering story. Number two was Battle System, which had 14.4% of the votes. Number three was Characters. Number four was Music. Number five was just Other. Just something else in the game. They just... Uh, maybe they like, they, like, they like the menus. 
<laughs> I love that UI. Man, so great. Uh, number six was uh, Secret Movie. I can definitely align with that. I know you can. More of a fan of Deep Dive <laughs> than Kingdom Hearts, as I say all the time. And number seven, they say the training element or the growth system. I think what they so mean like is the like leveling? just RPG. Yeah, like RPG leveling up and like uh, maybe like crafting, like the synthesis with the Moogles and like maybe building uh... the gummy ship. I don't know. Like those like more art like the RPG systems, not the not the battle system because the battle systems like action. Maybe it's like the more management type systems and leveling systems that's my guess that only had 0.1 percent of the vote so that's still people so it was probably just like one guy so yeah one or two <laughs> one weird guy it's like training I really elements like, I really here we like, go i really like the leveling up <laughs> system in kingdom hearts it's so intriguing when i play it wow so easy and automatic hmm. so number five number uh, question number five who is your favorite female character Ooh. Number one, Aqua, yes, with 397 bae. votes. <laughs> bae ro- shall rule. Uh, I, will only, awesome. I will only agree with this vote as a direct result of 0.2. I will not agree with it as a result of birth by sleep. That That is, you know, that is a good argument. That's just, that's just my opinion. But I am okay I with like this <laughs> because of 0.2. Because in 0.2, Aqua's got problems. I'm interested now. In Birth by Sleep, Aqua's just too perfect. I don't care about her. But in but 0.2, she's bae. I'm interested. Come on. She's Bay. That's why. She's Bay. That's okay. I'm not. Get on the I'm program. Not, she's she's not she's not my type. She looks too much like a Barbie doll. So anyway, that's why she's so on. great. Number two, Shion, with 208 votes. I can get behind this. I'm indifferent. Shion, I'm sorry. I like Shion's story. Well, so. well, now you, now you see why three five eight over two days. Yeah, so popular. With so Japanese people, Japanese people really like Shion, and uh, you know what? I agree. I like Shion too. Number three, Kyrie, the main, that. <laughs> the main heroine. <laughs> At number three, I still love with 182 Kyrie. votes. I hope she gets character development in three. We can only, we can only wait and see. I guess it better be good because if I name my child as Kyrie, it yeah. better be okay. Cause like, yeah, if it goes all poorly, then I'll be like, ah, oh, I change your name. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, number four, Namine has 112 votes. Number five, Larkseen with. Oh, okay, so now it really drops off. So number five, Larkseen only had 10 votes. Olette had six votes. Tifa had six votes. Oh, so Olette and Tifa matched. Uh, Maleficent got four votes. Ava got four votes. And Yuffie got three votes. Maleficent, what? <laughs> Malef- Excuse me? Some people like Maleficent. Okay, I like Angelina Jolie Maleficent. Okay, yeah. like this is I don't just really Maleficent, 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 Maleficent. Okay, whatever. I'm not. Maybe they just they people. just they just think. I mean, her style is kind of cool. Like she's got her whole like very turning cool, to a dragon thing and like goth, green, very goth, <laughs> very very goth makeup, very you know pasty white and bright red lipstick, dark eyeshadow. It's kind of cool. Maybe maybe ladies like her. Anyway, move on to question six. What is your favorite scene? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Number one, Kingdom Hearts 2 End of Summer Vacation. 146 votes. I can totally agree, and I can see why this, the Japanese uh, respondents like this. Because I, I implore all of you, 
please watch this scene in Japanese. The voice acting is absolutely superb. It made me cry when I played it in Japanese, and I didn't know what the hell they were saying. It is that powerful. That said, even though I love Jesse McCartney overall as in his performance of Roxas and Ventus, I feel like he sort of dropped the ball in this scene. He did not hit the same notes that the Japanese voice actor did. I implore all of you, please watch the uh, end of summer vacation scene from Kingdom Hearts 2 in Japanese. You won't regret it. It's amazing. Number two, three, five, eight over two days. Roxas and Shion's battle, 144 oh, votes. Such good music in that too. I that love it. Vector I, to the Heavens. If you don't uh, know that song, go Google it. Yeah. Change your life. Which is why I can't wait for the world tour. Oh my exactly. god, me too. Oh my god, I can't wait for oh, that. Uh, Number three, wait. Soros Heartless Forum, 69 votes. Now, yeah, that was like okay. I can agree with that just because it was such a pivotal moment in the series is, itself. Okay, so is it is it Sora turning back into a human from a heartless, or Sora just being a heartless and running around as a heartless, coming back? But like it's the entire scene where he like stabs himself and stuff because you don't know oh, what happened to him. Okay, so it, yeah, that that I don't know is like it, it, it does it include that scene where he gives up his heart? Because if it, if it includes that and him coming back and him being a heartless, yes, that whole segment, absolutely, that's the best but why, part of Kingdom Hearts. But why 1. would they pick? Why, why would they pick the heartless form where you play as yeah, him why, walking around Halabash? I know. Why would you? I, think I don't that know. Would it's happen? just. I don't know why they would pick that. It's just I'm I'm going by the letter of how they've the, how they've described this. Sora's heartless form. Like I would think Sora's sacrifice. That should be the name of it. I don't know. Whatever. I'm gonna. <laughs> so I'm gonna picky. have. I'm going to assume positive intent, and I'm going to assume they're smart, and they mean Sora's sacrifice. And I'll agree with that. Anyway, number four, the Kingdom Hearts 1 ending. 53 votes. I mean, duh. I mean, duh. You're going to cry. So sad. Number five, birth by sleep, final battle at the Keyblade Graveyard. Duh. That's like the coolest. (laughs) That's so cool. And it's like, there's like different battles happening at the same time. The only thing that I wish, and it's just it's just the downside of of you know the way Birth by Sleep is is structured. I kind of wish it would go. It was all together with all the characters, and you'd go back to back, and you would constantly be switching characters. Like it would switch to a different character when it was like their part chronologically, because when you when you just play it the way it is in the game, it's kind of like you. It's it's nice to see one character's side of the story and that's good but you kind of like the next time you come back to it you kind of maybe have forgotten what the other characters are going through at that same time so i just personally think it would be kind of nice if at that point maybe you couldn't go further until you got to that point with all the other characters and then once you got there you just would it would like switch between all the characters constantly as you played the game that that's just my opinion Yes, I definitely agree. Final battle, keep it graveyard. It's awesome. Moving on. Uh, number number six, Sora and Roxas's battle. 37 votes. Oh, boy. It's tied with Axel and Shion's Specifically, battle. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix's version, which includes the, the Other Promise song. Oh. The Other Promise. Did it not? Is in the original? No, the other promise is a Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix exclusive song. Before oh, uh, Before yeah, I think it was mostly silent, right? 
they they oh no they pl- they just played the uh the deep dive world music or no they played thought, maybe they I just thought, played Roxas I, I, theme I, I thought they played it uh they played Roxas's theme during the cut yeah scene. is it Rox yeah is it Roxas yeah theme? maybe just Roxas theme but yeah the the other promise only plays during the battle the battle yeah okay okay yeah which oh, is yeah, like no, okay, I remember now if you haven't heard the other promise which if what are you doing listening to this podcast if you haven't please go listen to the other promise it's also really good too it's also really good (laughs) okay so your your homework for today uh uh, please listen to vector to the heavens please watch the end of summer vacation in japanese and uh please please listen to the other promise from kingdom hearts to final mix it's very good number eight kingdom hearts 3d my friends are my power yeah that scene dude that scene made me like sora Oh, yeah. And I think I think I think I'm definitely one of those people that feel like Sora's character has fallen off a cliff recently. But that part is like, oh, Sora's Sora's a human. I remember now. Amazing. Kind of kind of showed his maturity a little bit. It exactly. Against, it was character growth for Sora. Finally, <laughs> after all these years, I'm free now to conquer Earth. Power, uh, Power Ranger reference. Yeah. Anyway. I- yeah, I got that. Number nine, <laughs> Roxas and Axel's farewell. 33 votes from Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Very good. A lot good. of tears and Number what? 10, the Kingdom Hearts 2 ending with 27 votes. Okay. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2. I, uh, I, I could take it or leave it. I didn't really, I wasn't really a big fan of Kingdom Hearts 2's ending one way or the other. It, it wasn't bad. It was just, it wasn't my favorite, especially coming off of Kingdom Hearts 1's ending, which was very emotional IMO. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Question seven. What is your favorite Keyblade? Number one, Oathkeeper with Yay. 248 votes. Number two, the Kingdom Key with 146 Yay. votes, obviously. Number three, Oblivion with 129 Yay. votes. I wonder why Oathkeeper and Oblivion are the most <laughs> popular ones. See, Deep Dive still matters. Number four, Ultima Weapon. Hey. Which, which which I go on to ask which one? <laughs> All of them. All of them. Okay, sure. And number five, two become one. Thirty six. So I'm getting I'm getting a very interesting trend here. I think I think you're right here, true. I think people just really like Roxas. Yes, they do. And, two become one's a really cool two. looking keyblade, though. I really like that one. It, it is. It is definitely. Okay. Question eight. What is your favorite enemy? Number one, Lingering Will <laughs> from Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, 122 votes. That's Number kind of two, surprising. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is actually surprising. But actually, if you think about it, uh, number uh, the, the number one game on this list is Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. So that's, that's where this guy comes from. So mm. I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, number two, just generic shadow. Normal heartless what? shadow. Yep. <laughs> Number what? two, Shadow, favorite enemy. I don't know. All it's right. kind of like it's kind of cute. It's like if Kingdom Hearts had a Pikachu, it'd probably be the Shadow. Yeah. Number three, Shion with fifty-eight votes. I'd agree because when you fight her, cool music plays. Number four, Axel, forty-eight votes. I would also agree. Cool music also plays when you fight Axel. Number four, Sephiroth, forty-eight votes. I would also agree. Cool music plays when you fight Sephiroth. <laughs> Number six, Zemnis, 44 votes. I would agree because it's in Kingdom Hearts My Final God. Mix. I'm not such a big fan of the Zemnis music. Oh, except, uh, except in the final battle in which, yes, 
cool music does play during the final battle. Number seven, Vanitas with 38 votes. Also number seven is Zehanort with 38 votes. Number nine, Roxas with 36 votes. I would argue that should be higher because it's got cool music when you fight him. And number 10, <laughs> Phantom with 31 votes, which I would Phantom. say is right where it belongs and maybe should be lower because, man, that boss fight really made me mad. But I did beat the Phantom. Did I beat the Phantom? Did you? I don't remember. I, I don't I, think I was there for that one. I don't know. I think I beat the Phantom in deep di- in our deep dive stream. If I didn't beat the Phantom, I'm so sorry. It's it's my it's my PTSD <laughs> from losing to the Phantom that makes me think I won against the Phantom. I know I beat Kurt Zisa. and I beat Sephiroth. Oh, I think I didn't beat the Phantom. Oh man, I hate the Phantom so much. All right, yeah. question nine. What is your favorite world? Number one, Twilight Town. That's surprising. Because it's none of our favorite worlds, I don't think. No, no. But I, I mean, hey, with, okay. with with Kingdom Hearts two being so popular, and with Dream Drop Distant, or with three five eight over two being so popular, I guess it's like, I guess it's natural for Twilight Town to be so popular. They've probably never seen Traverse Town. <laughs> Number two is Traverse Town. Uh, number three, Halloween Town, sixty nine votes. Uh, number four, oh, nice. Des- number four, Destiny Islands, which trivia was Nomura's favorite world from Kingdom Hearts 1, Destiny Islands. And number five, Hollow Bastion with 51 votes. What? I would Hollow per- Bastion should be higher than that. I know. I'd personally... I'd probably I love put, Hollow Bastion. I would probably say my number one is Traverse Town, my number two is Destiny Islands, and my number three is probably Hollow Bastion. Just because Hollow Bastion is so cool. But maybe they're thinking of like Kingdom Hearts 2 Hollow Bastion, which wasn't as good. And we're thinking Kingdom Hearts 1 Hollow Bastion, which was amazing. But I'm pretty sure. Well, it depends. I don't know. Because like, they, yeah, they, they, they change it. They call, they it yeah, really early to Radiant Radi- Garden, though. Yeah, at some point it's Radiant Garden. I don't know. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not. <laughs> I'm judging question, them for all their choices. Question ten: What is your favorite optional element? Number one, not not surprising. Number one, organization thirteen data battles. Yeah, with one hundred and thirty-six votes. Oh, it, 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 I made, mean, it, it made the game so replayable. Oh yeah, I definitely have to say, just on paper, the concept of that was insane. Are you telling me this special edition has literally thirteen new or, or like thirteen boss fights, like? half of them being brand new and and on top of that moving on number two they also had the lingering will battle from Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix with 68 votes and number three they also have 13 mushrooms with 68 votes so those are the those are 13 more boss fights all of those are new and number five uh Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix the Sephiroth battle 36 votes that's optional uh Number number six, the Mirage Arena, thirty votes. Uh, number seven, Birth by Sleep, Final Mix, Command Board, uh, missions, and three five eight over two is number eight. The Gummy Ship in Kingdom Hearts two and Kingdom Hearts two Final Mix is thirteen votes. And finally, number ten, completing challenges in eleven votes. Which nice. in which I would finally say that actually number zero, the number one app. The actual number one, the actual victor of all this is Deep Dive with 10 million votes. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Specifically Deep Dive and no other secret movie, just Deep Dive, even though I like the other secret movies. Anyway, moving on. 
Question 11. What is your favorite song? Uh, they've got Hikari with 20, uh, 226 votes. Dearly Beloved's okay. number two. Got Roxas, okay. Vector of the Heavens, The Other Promise, Passion. Uh, music pour la tristesse de Chion. Love that one too. Hand in Hand, Fate of the Unknown. And finally, Sora, number 10 with only 11 votes. Question 12. What is your favorite unresolved mystery? <laughs> okay, we're getting into spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. This part has spoilers. Good job, They're man. all spoilers. Oh, of course they're all spoilers because they're all unresolved. Okay, you can read this online. <laughs> no, question 13. Uh, which Final Fantasy character would you like to appear in the series? Number one is Noctis with 231 vote, 30, 237 votes. Yay! We should Yay. have knocked this. Number two, lightning. 201 votes. No, what are you doing? Japan, why do you like lightning? <laughs> no, Stop lightning liking lightning. Yeah, get, get her in don't there. Don't like lightning. Get her in there. For, Number for nine, Zidane. Zidane, yes. uh, 81 votes. I agree. Let's get Zidane in. Uh, number four, Chocobo, thirty yeah, votes. Yes. Why are why aren't there Chocobos in final in Kingdom Hearts? We need Chocobos. And number five, Bart's with uh, twenty two votes from Final Fantasy V. All right. So I just realized this show is so long already. Let us enter the longer topic. <laughs> you thought that topic was long? Wait till you get this one. Question or segment two. Let's talk about Let's Plays, live streams, and spoilers. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So I thought it was interesting to talk about. So we were uh, at least two of us have been playing persona 5 hello and it's, it's me. yeah hi it's me too uh persona 5 uh has set well atlas has set an interesting precedent i don't know if they're exclusive in this but atlas uh has gone on record to say that uh they are limiting very harshly your ability to stream or let's play or show anything from this game uh, on PS4, they have eliminated any share functions, any screenshots, any video recording. You can't do it. Simply cannot do it. And Atlas has gone on to uh, also limit Let's Players live streamers from showing uh, uh, many portions of the game. Uh, specifically, they dictate that you can't show like bosses. You can't show the final bosses of certain areas. You can't show certain cutscenes and they they specifically state like some cutscenes and uh you can't show past a certain point in the game so they're very harshly limiting live streams and let's plays and they completely eliminated the ability to do any screenshots or sharing from uh the from the ps4 now that's an interesting precedent and i know we're a kingdom hearts podcast and at least in squares record they haven't done anything like this but i thought this is an interesting opportunity to talk about why let's plays are legal what is legal and and more further i want to discuss what we think should be okay and because because in the case of persona 5 the reason why atlas is being so strict about this is because Persona 5 is a story-based game. It's partially a visual novel. And by showing parts of the game, you do spoil you do spoil the game. So uh, 
Atlas is afraid that their hard work that they work so hard on that it will be spoiled for certain people and they don't want to ruin the game for people. So that is why they're pursuing these very intense restrictions. Uh, going so far as to uh, submit copyright claims on videos that uh, show content like this or even uh, copyright strikes against a channel. Which, by the way, if you get three strikes on your YouTube channel, you lose your YouTube channel. So that's a big deal when some people, for some people, this is their livelihood, uh, YouTube. So this is a big topic, so let's talk about it. So the uh, first wait, before part we do, wait, before yes. we do, we should probably explain, like, in comparison to like let's say if people aren't playing persona so like yes um so in a sense it obviously we're gonna assume that most people have played some of 2.8 at this point yes. in their time yes so for example in back cover most of the cutscenes like you can record but not really like it'll just say that this stuff is blocked for recording yes um, which is very uh, very common yeah, so it'll just show up there, but you can still like screenshot stuff, especially in zero point two. You can screenshot like certain yeah. parts of your gameplay, which is yes. fine. In Persona, you physically cannot do a single thing. You can't do anything. You can't do anything anytime. Even and this was annoying for me. So uh, I on my PS4, I disable all notifications. That's just how I do things. I don't care yeah. about trophies. I don't care about anything. I don't want to see any notifications when I'm playing. But as a result of this, uh, so by default, your PlayStation 4 is set to take a screenshot anytime you earn a trophy. And it doesn't. So, yeah. And so every time I was earning a trophy, I wouldn't get a trophy notification, but I would get a you can't take a screenshot notification because my PS4 was trying to take a screenshot of me earning a trophy. And of mm -hmm. course, a lot of these trophies happen at important times. So uh, just just so you know, there is a setting for that. You can go find it. Just Google it. You'll find it. You can disable that if you want to. Yep. So if you don't want to see that cannot take a screenshot notification when you're playing persona 5 what an annoying oversight oh no anyway. mine it like no but it, it happened to me but i was out of sa like i was trying to save and i was like yes just, just let me <laughs> like come on but yeah, yeah that so just to compare like what how extreme that atlas is being uh, yeah. as opposed T to like how kingdom hearts been yeah and i also think in 0 0.2 you could you could stream portions of the game but certain cutscenes were blocked out yeah i think i think that was the deal so yeah that's yeah. that's that's more typical of what a typical company will do at most sometimes they'll block uh screenshots and recording during certain cutscenes but as far as like gameplay goes and maybe most of the cutscenes you'll probably be fine and you can stream anything obviously if you have an external capture card you can record whatever you want yep which is yep. which is where the stipulations come from where you can only show certain parts of the game. That's why Atlas is saying that because they know they can't control people who have an Elgato, for example. Yeah, it's pretty okay. much what uh, Squenix does in their embargo for review yes. copies. And exactly. Have to it's the same that. kind of stipulations yep. for reviews. So, all right. So moving on. So the first part of this discussion is I just want everyone to know what what makes this possible? What makes this legal in the first place? Let's plays, live streams, what have you. So there's a law in the U.S. and uh, I think it's called the same thing in, in Canada. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Saggy. There's a law called fair use. Fair use is what makes this possible. So uh, in America, there's a law called fair use, which basically the, the short version of it is 
as long as you're creating some kind of new form of entertainment, you can use copyrighted material from a game or a movie or a TV show or any copyrighted material. You can use that in your creation, but and you don't have to ask the original copyright holder for permission, and you don't need to pay them any money. So that is the long and the short of it. As long as you're creating new media, new content, and, and the, sometimes they call it transformative media. If you are creating transformative media, that falls under fair use and that is legal. Now, that being said, this is the long version. That was the TLDR version, too long, <laughs> didn't read version. This is the, here's the law. So just so you know, <clears throat> it's lawyer time with Brandon. Notwithstanding, oh, this is uh, uh, 17 uh, USC, I guess US copyright, I don't know. I don't know these legal things. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, by the way, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union is not a lawyer. We are not offering legal advice. We're just reading things uh, from a uh, semi-ignorant standpoint. We just read things on the internet. Okay, <laughs> that's my disclaimer. <laughs> Notwithstanding the provisions of section 17 USC 106 and 7 and uh, 17 USC 106A, the fair use of copyrighted work, including such use by reproduction in copies or phonorecords or by any other means specified by that section for purposes uh, such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, including multiple copies for classroom use, scholarship, or research is not an infringement of copyright. In determining whether the use made of a work in a particular case is fair use, the factors to be considered shall include. So this part, this next part is important. So uh, whether so if, if there's a case that's brought to court, the factors that the judge needs to look at to determine whether or not the use is considered fair use is these four points. First point. The purpose and character of the use, including whether such use is of a commercial nature or is for nonprofit educational purposes. Number two, the nature of the copyrighted work. Number three, the amount and substantiality of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole. And number four, the effect of the use upon the potential market or <laughs> the effect of the use upon the potential market for or value of the copyrighted work. And finally, the fact that a work is unpublished shall not itself bar a finding of fair use if such a finding is made upon consideration of all the above factors. All right, so let's see if we can break that down a little bit. So the four points are as follows. So uh, if a judge needs to take this to court, you know, if there's a copyright case, let's say Joe Schmo YouTuber is fighting Atlas or Joe Schmo YouTuber's fight, fighting Square Enix about a video they uploaded on YouTube, the judge needs to check... So if, if they need to uh, determine whether their video is considered fair use or not, they need to check a, a, across these four points. So the first point is they need to check the purpose 
of this video? What is the purpose of the video? Is it of commercial nature? Are they making money off of this? Which Let's Players do make money off of this. Or is it for nonprofit educational purposes? So that's one point they can check. Number two, the nature of the copyrighted work. So what type of uh, copyrighted work is this? In the case of a Let's Play, this is a game. So some, some types of media have different attributes than others. So in the case of a game, games are by nature interactive. So my experience with a game might be different from someone else's experience of a game. Whereas if someone was, uh, you know, if someone was doing a let's watch of a movie, for example, that generally would not fall under fair use because of the nature of the copyrighted work. It is purely a linear experience that it is very difficult to make a an entire watching of a movie transformative work. And that is very hard to argue because of uh, because of fair use. So number three, the amount and, and this, this is what this is what uh, applies to movies, by the way. Number three, the amount and substantiality of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole. And so the, number three is basically the judge should check how much of the copyrighted work did you use? Did you show the entire movie? Did you show the entire game? Like they should check that. Like that's that's something that can be used to determine whether something is fair use or not. And then finally, the effect of the use upon the potential market for or value of the copyrighted work. So does this video that you made, that you uploaded to YouTube, does it affect, would it affect the sales of this product? If it's a movie and you upload the entire movie onto YouTube and maybe you just sort of like gasp at the scary parts, let's say it's a horror movie and you just gasp at the scary parts, or if it's a comedy movie, you just laugh at the funny parts, uh, the effect of the uh, of your upload on the market value of the product would probably be diminished because you don't change the copyrighted work that much. So these are all these are all things we can consider. So that's fair use. Basically, the the, the main idea is is you can use copyrighted material without permission and without paying the original copyright holder so long as what you are creating is new and doesn't negatively affect the sales of the original product. That's that's fair use. As long as you're creating something new and interesting, go for it. So that brings us to the second part of our discussion, which is the actual discussion part. I want to know what you guys think. Do you think playing or streaming a linear game that has a set story a story that doesn't change like kingdom hearts like persona do you think that is something that should fall under fair use so savvy what do you think do you think that streaming a linear game with a set story should that fall under fair use so it's not not does it but should it um to me it like because I had to study this, so I kind of have yes. an idea about it. Um, mm -hmm. It really depends on how the game is being played. Um, yes. For example, because fair use, like each case is all different. Um, yes. And each, for, each 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 copyrighted material is completely different. Yeah. So anything that you bring to a like to uh, a court, um, it can mm -hmm. 
it can be used in any way. Like there is no, there is no set rules of how mm. what is technically is fair. It's all done case by case, which is exactly. what in which is what like mostly in Canadian law. So it's is pretty much almost similar to it. Um, it's just that the Canadian law just makes it more specific if it's for like research purposes or educational type yes. of stuff. But gotcha. Other than that, um. If you are just if you are just playing the game with no commentary, your face is not there. There's no voice in it at all. You're just playing the game to show it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's already a gray area. That, uh, that yeah, that's a gray area. That's a but, gray area. But still, yeah, in like, terms, you can still argue it because like, oh, when I play the when I played the game, I walked to this this yeah. uh, I fought this heartless first, and then I fought that heartless next. Like yeah. oh that's different that's different from your experience so it, it is fair use yeah so yeah it's definitely it's not like very clear cut that's wrong because you could argue that oh yeah my experience is different mm-hmm. but yeah that's so in 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 law there's this whole concept of the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law so that's to sort of fight lawyers looking for stupid loopholes like that like yeah. that would I, I would say most judges would consider that a stupid loophole. So the spirit of the law is that you're creating something new and unique. So uh, if someone's hypothetically speaking uploaded, you know, each episode of an anime to YouTube and said, oh, well, the way I uploaded the anime is I uploaded episode one first and then I uploaded episode five and then I uploaded episode two and then I uploaded them out of order. So my my experience of the game of the anime that I I uploaded to YouTube is different. So, you know, that's that's like that's like really like that. That's like if you take the loophole to like some insane extent, like, oh, I yeah, uploaded the, the, the episodes there. out of order. Like that's. That should be okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like the way the way it works is that like um, if you are playing a game like that's based on commentary, the understanding of the fact is that fair use is just for different types of media. It's not just with mm-hmm. video games. It's like with pictures, movies, yeah, anything, anything like that. But we're, if we're like, but because we're spe- speaking specifically about an interactive tech like media, yes, it's very hard to determine like what is all right and not because that plays exactly. a fair line. So when we play a game, so like every, like all of us are playing games right now, but we all play yeah. all differently from each other. Like let's say like exactly. I'm more like I'm more like a Rambo type of shooter person. So like I will go in and fight everything, while someone else will be more stealth, hiding that type of stuff. Exactly. Or so even as basic sh- yeah. as like I could when I play the game. Uh, oops, uh, I had to go to the bathroom, so I left. I left my game on the pause screen for like ten minutes that experience is different from your experience. So like even as basic as that, uh, there's also that. And at least in the case of commentary, let's just talk about like the general case, not the, not the fringe cases, but in the case of commentary for a lot of YouTubers, the, they bring a different, unique, uh, spin to their experience. Like they'll make something fun out of it. You know, uh, a good example is PewDiePie. I know now he doesn't really play games so much on his channel, but back in the day when he was uh, purely a Let's Player, uh, most most of the time people weren't watching PewDiePie for the games. They were watching PewDiePie for PewDiePie. He was the personality. He's the interesting thing. So in that case, it's pretty easy to see the fair use element of it. He's the draw of it. He's creating his own entertainment and the game is just the backdrop. It's like if someone made a comedy show, but in the comedy show, they played basketball. 
Like, the basketball is just the backdrop. The actual show is them, you know, doing whatever it is they do that is funny. So that's that's sort of how how general YouTubers are seen when they do these live stream live streams and let's plays. Uh, another good example that's different from entertainment is uh, speedrunners. The way spe- so the interesting thing about speedrunners, a lot of them don't do commentary because they're trying to focus on the game and they do play the game, but regardless of the fact of if they play it 100% or not, the draw of a speedrun is how they play the game, how fast they play a game, all the glitches they find to make the game go faster. Like that's the interesting part. So that is transformative media. Like these are just all different ideas of how transformative media can exist. And this is why let's plays are okay. And why live streams are generally considered okay. And that's why they've thrived for as long as they have. But we get to situations like kingdom hearts and persona five, where uh, in addition to playing the game, we've got the story. There's a story there that is very important. And at least for 50% of the respondents in the Famitsu article, that's one of the biggest drawing factors for Kingdom Hearts. And I would assume it's even more so for Persona, because in Persona, it's kind of a visual novel. Like story, I would say personally, story is bigger in Persona than it is in Kingdom Hearts in terms of importance. Because with Kingdom Hearts, you know, there's skill involved. With Persona, it's more strategy and like, it's a little rock, paper, scissors sometimes. So... So it's, like it, it's more it's more about the story in Persona. So I get it with Persona, but with Kingdom Hearts, like should if someone plays through all of Kingdom Hearts and they have minimal commentary or at least their commentary isn't like. So the, the reason the people go to this particular let's play, this hypothetical let's play is because they want to watch the story. Should that follow? Should that fall under fair use? It to me, it should just because like. The, either way, either way mm-hmm. from any single type of game, you're going to you're gonna go from a like the beginning, middle, and end. That's how anything mm-hmm. is a beginning, middle, and end. Yes. You'll have your the beginning of the story, the middle, and everything. Everything in between that, that should be okay. Like mm-hmm. because if you're just doing the gameplay part, that's still your, uh, that's that that's your subjective, your opinion, everything. Your consciousness yes. is choosing everything that's there. So mm-hmm. if it's from Kingdom Hearts, like you're like you already know the basis of it. You're you're a boy mm-hmm. who's about to go on a journey with his friends, and then something happens, and you just get separated. And then mm-hmm. it's between that and to like let's say hollow like to Neverland when like everything just you know flips around for you. But it's that yes. entire journey to that part. It's it, like it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't something like that where a game is a linear game. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be blocked either way because you're still getting somewhat of the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Persona is a different sense because it has multiple endings. Like, that's any Persona game. Mm-hmm. But either way, you're going to go through one of them each each way. So you're yes. still going at least through in, beginning, at least in the beginning and end. Of, in, in the case of Persona, you can... So for, for those of you who don't know how Persona works, uh, there's a daily system where you can choose what to do each day. So you can experience different parts of the story like uh, side parts of the story not not main main parts of the story always happen on the same days but like side content like with characters side quests those sorts of things you can experience those out of order but it's still the same regardless yeah so you're it's like it's like the example that i gave of someone uploading 
you know, all the episodes of an anime out of order onto YouTube. That Obviously, that doesn't count in fair use. It, it's kind of like that experience where you're seeing different parts of the story just in different in a different order. So that's sort of how it is in Persona. So I definitely understand where Atlas is coming from with their their decision, even though I don't think they're able to enforce it. Now, yeah. at least in the case of Kingdom Hearts, and I think this applies to, uh, this obviously applies to Persona as well. Just one thing that I will bring up, and I, I don't know, I don't feel one way or, or the other about this yet. I, I'm very, I have a lot of complex emotions about this, but... So number three and four of the U.S. copyright law that you're supposed to, that a judge would use if they were going to judge a case on this, it states uh, that the judge should consider the amount and substantiality of the original copyrighted product that's used in this new medium and the effect of the use on the potential market or value of the copyrighted work. So So in the case of Kingdom Hearts, they would need to check how much does the how much of the game would this ruin for someone who intends to buy the game who might intend to buy the game will they feel fully satisfied with the game if they just watch this let's play and don't buy the game after will there be people so in the example of like a visual novel like persona or let's say like uh I don't know, any visual novel. You, you can take any any visual novel. If someone is just watching it on YouTube, you can pretty much just watch it on YouTube. There's no interaction. Maybe you can make some different choices, but otherwise you're getting the entire story just fed to you by this video. In the case of Kingdom Hearts, though, do you think consuming the story alone is enough for some people to decide not to buy the game? I would personally say maybe. I think yeah. some people it's a, it's a, will it's a choose to not buy. I think some people will choose not to buy the game. So I personally think it does. I think by number four, I would argue that it does potentially affect the market value. Maybe not for everyone. It may not. Maybe it's not significant. Maybe it's not a huge ding, but it's it could happen. Like the example I would give. Maybe it won't affect Kingdom Hearts three, but. Let's say, hypothetically, you've got somebody saying on uh, on NeoGAF, hey, I want to get into Kingdom Hearts. How should I get into Kingdom Hearts? Oh, uh, just don't don't worry about playing the games. You can just go on YouTube and type uh, Kingdom Hearts the movie, Kingdom Hearts 2 the movie, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories the movie, and just watch all the cutscenes of the game. And then, in effect, you don't have to buy any Kingdom Hearts games. Just You only have to buy Kingdom Hearts 3. So in that case... That person who is, let's say they heed that advice and they go on YouTube and they just watch the YouTube cutscenes of this game, they chose not to buy this game. Now, you could argue, and this is a classic piracy argument, you could argue, well, that person was never going to buy Kingdom Hearts. They were trying to find a way not to buy Kingdom Hearts. So, in effect, what ended up happening is we didn't, you didn't lose a sale of those old Kingdom Hearts games. You gained a sale of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. You know, that's a that's a typical piracy argument. Some people argue that with piracy, uh, oh, he pirated, uh, you know, Just Cause 1, but that's just so he would see if he liked Just Cause. So then he ended up buying Just Cause 2 and 3 after because he tried Just Cause 1, he liked it, and he decided to buy the new ones. You know, that's a typical piracy argument, but that doesn't make piracy any more legal. 
It's still an illegal act. You still uh, downloaded a product illegally. So, you know, it's a complicated situation. I would say with Kingdom Hearts, it's very gray because Kingdom Hearts is more interactive. You know, it's an action game, so skill is involved. So there is like, there's a lot more wiggle room than there is in like Persona, where in Persona, it's not skill, it's more strategy. And there is a right answer and there's a wrong answer in a lot of aspects. So it's a little bit more black and white with Persona. So I kind of understand where Atlas is coming from, even though I I would like to see some of my favorite Let's Players play Persona 5 because they bring interesting, you know, an interesting spin to it. But I understand where Atlas is coming from. But with Kingdom Hearts, I don't know. So what do you guys think about with Kingdom Hearts specifically? With Kingdom Hearts specifically, do you think Let's Playing It is A-OK? Just yeah. a quick yes, no answer because yeah, we're going to move I'm on to the next it. part. Of this. Okay. I'm fine Churro, with what it. do you think? Yeah, okay, I'm fine you're fine with, with it. it. I'm also personally fine with it. I would also say, uh, uh, full disclosure, we did a live stream of Kingdom Hearts. We did a live stream of Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, and I specifically made it a point to be silent during the cutscenes. And I would only talk about the cutscenes after the cutscenes. So in my defense, if you know, if I'm talking to the judge and the judge is saying, why should this live stream be fair use? I would personally say that my uh, let's my live stream that we did together uh, falls under fair use because what we did was transformative work. We specifically stated that our stream was called the deep dive stream. The The purpose of the deep dive stream was to do a deep dive and analysis of the Kingdom Hearts game, uh, of the Kingdom Hearts games uh, in the series. And we answered questions. There was a lot more entertainment value that we brought to the stream. It was not purely a let's play. It wasn't our first time playing the game, uh, though I would also argue a blind let's play is also potentially transformative media because you're seeing an interesting take on the game but i would also argue that our uh, our take on the game because it was analysis uh based off of years of research into nerdy things you know we brought there was value that we brought to the stream that was uh that was not a hundred percent that came from the game we brought our own stuff to the table so i feel like our product that we created was uh transformative in that sense and it does have it does fall under fair use that's my opinion so that's just what i think about it and i would agree with you guys i think let's play in kingdom hearts should be fine that being said our next part of the discussion let's talk about spoilers so uh with youtube and live streaming uh sometimes it happens a game gets re- released somewhere in some weird country. It gets released early or maybe even in, in America. In the case of like Final Fantasy 15, for example, there was like some store in Peru that got it like two weeks early. And some, and some stores in uh, California broke street date for that too. Yep. Yep. Some, some, I think even in like LA, they break street late street date. <laughs> LA. Yeah, there's LA some there's some stores time. in uh, in Canada that I know of that yeah. they uh, so some, sell games early. Yeah, some stores break street date inevitably, and then some guy thinks, "Oh man, I've got this game. I'm gonna be so popular on YouTube. I'm gonna post all the spoilers." So you know, for Final Fantasy 15, if you were, let let's say hypothetically, you're just on YouTube, do 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 do, and YouTube realizes, "Oh, this person watched." this Final Fantasy trailer three years ago and 
they also watched like a couple of the active time reports with Tabata. Oh, uh, I think he would like this other Final Fantasy 15 video that was just released that is getting a lot of views. It's called Blankety Blank Died. It's called Final Fantasy 15: The Ending. It's becoming really popular and has Final Fantasy 15 in the title. Oh, yes, I, the YouTube algorithm, will bestow upon you these wonderful Final Fantasy 15 videos that you will click on and uh, in return watch advertisements and give YouTube and the uh, uploader money. So this is the dark side of fair use, <laughs> which I don't think these fall under fair use, but this is the dark side of Let's Plays, live streams, and just uploading game footage in general is people who uh, go out of their way to upload things early or just purely upload spoilers uh, in the form of clickbait. Not only that, they also put spoilers in the titles too. Like, yeah, they spoke, just, yeah, in the title, click, in the thumbnail. Clickbait, that's why. Exactly. In the title and in the thumbnail. So you can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. They will spoil you. If you just glance at it, you will see the spoiler. You'll, you'll like see somebody, uh, you'll just see like a picture of somebody with a sword in their back. And then the title is, you know, bl uh, blankety blank died. You know, there's stuff I, like that out there. I and cannot that, deal with that. Oh my God. That, that survives on YouTube. There, yeah. You know, you can find videos pre-release of Final Fantasy 15 and you will find all the all the plot points, all the spoilers, yep. the ending, everything. And I'll just say for any of you out there who have an anticipated game coming up, I would highly recommend if you want to avoid spoilers on it, specifically on YouTube because this is just, you know, this is just the nature of the world we live in now. I would highly recommend uh to either avoid youtube or in my case the thing that worked for me for final fantasy 15 was i deleted my history not only my history but also my search history there are two different types of history you can delete on youtube you, you can google it to find out how to do that but that is the only way i was able to avoid getting spoiled because i can just tell you i finished the game after four days and then i went to a different youtube account that i that i operate that I did watch some Final Fantasy 15 videos on, and there it was, all over my, uh, all over my recommendations, all the spoiler videos, you know, uh, blank blank character died. There's the thumbnail of them dying. Here's the ending. Here's you know this boss. Here's that boss. Here's this boss you didn't know was in there that was from a different game. Everything. They're all in my recommendation feeds because obviously those are going to be the most popular videos related to final fantasy 15 and of course i watched all the trailers before you know so just just my just my warning <laughs> if, if you want to be really sure and i know personally i'm going to do that when kingdom hearts 3 is about to release i'm going to delete everything delete all my footage because i know i've seen so many videos about kingdom hearts it's gonna find me it's gonna track me down and spoil me. So it's don't let it spoil It's amazing you. how you can do that, but unfortunately, I can't do that. <laughs> well, for you, you don't really care about spoilers. So, well, for Kingdom Hearts, I think we all kind of had an agreement ourselves that we are going to be spoiled. So it's to be spoiled at least a little on bit. our own. Whatever, whatever Square puts out. Yeah, it was whatever we want on our own to like be spoiled, then we'll see it. But like, if it's games that like you know you were anticipated like anticipating like for the longest time and whatnot like i had yeah. to i had to block off a lot of like final fantasy 15 stuff and yep uh, exactly. persona 
Persona, I was yep. really, really good. But of course, I decided to watch the I unboxing was... of the Take Your Heart edition, so that decided to uh... like like boost everything. But it's also hard because yeah. like if you follow certain people on like your Twitter, your Instagram, yep. or like your Facebook, which I actually deactivated my Facebook because I can't. Yep. I just can't. Can't deal with it. Unfortunately. <laughs> This would go back into, like, marketing and advertising, which is something that yep. we can definitely talk about in another episode. But, like, it's it's for the want to get people to watch it. But I don't like the fact that they had to write something in there being like, we're yes. going to do this today. So, and I was like, I wish I didn't know that. Great. Thanks. So, so, something I wanted to uh, – that I want to point out, specifically related to social media and related to the Atlas situation where they're trying to block everything – uh, so Atlas is doing their darndest to make sure people aren't uh, going on YouTube and posting the ending. But there's nothing stopping people going on Twitter and taking a picture or taking a screenshot with an Elgato and just putting all those, uh, you know, things on on Twitter or on Facebook or on, you know, what, what have you website. And uh, a lot of people are complaining that. Uh, Atlas is only harming content creators on YouTube. They're personally attacking. They're trying to. They're alleging that Atlas is personally attacking content creators and reviewers of smaller websites uh, because they are trying to limit their ability of covering this game. Uh, there's no. There's no way they can enforce uh, this on like people on Twitter. So there's nothing they can stop do to stop them. So it's like. Why are you attacking us? That's sort of how they feel. But I think Atlas is just sort of like they're just doing what they can. They're just a they're people at the end of the day. They're they're not omniscient. They can't stop the great internet. But it's like, what can you do? Mm-hmm. What can you do about Twitter? What can you do about Facebook? You know, at the end of the day, you really can't stop information from getting out. Information is like it's the hardest virus to kill. Isn't that like uh isn't that like something from Inception? The idea is the most inf- an I- an idea is the most infective virus because just just uttering it it will already be inside that person's head immediately. You just say, you know, if you say red ball, you're already thinking of a red ball, you know. Yeah. It's like just just that demonstration just demonstrates how difficult it is to stop information. You can't do it. So, Moving on to the final part of this discussion, some solutions. What could be some possible solutions for Atlas and uh, any any other company of what they could do? So, uh, some so so some companies what they tend to do is they're all open books. You know, stream whatever you want, play whatever you want, do whatever you want with our game. We just want exposure. A good example of this is Minecraft. Microsoft and Mojang, they want nothing more than for you to go on YouTube and play Minecraft. Please talk about Minecraft. Please play Minecraft. Do whatever you want. We'll help you, you know, because Minecraft made what was made by YouTube. Like, not not literally. It was made by Mojang and made by Notch and, and those talented developers. But it was made in terms of, it was made financially because YouTubers were playing it. It was made because of word of mouth. That's what made Minecraft possible. A lot of indie games adopt this because they don't have marketing teams. So, uh, you know, 
if a let's player decides to play your game, even if it spoils it, hey, you're getting a lot more exposure now than you would have gotten otherwise. So maybe if 90% of PewDiePie's viewers don't buy your game because they saw everything of your game uh, on, on, on PewDiePie's uh, video, uh, maybe 10% will. And that's more sales than you could have ever hoped to get. You know, that... that you know, some indie game uh, game devs, even third third uh, like like big AAA publishers, adopt that sometimes because it's it gives them the opportunity to penetrate new markets that they might not have reached otherwise. Well, which like is why uh, uh, Square mm-hmm. Enix is doing it with streamers. You know, they exactly they yeah. Square Square Enix is them. Square Enix is embracing it to to an extent because they do block out some content in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they they do embrace streaming themselves. Uh, I know with EA, there's an interesting case with EA. Uh, PewDiePie decided randomly to play Skate 3, like years after it came out. And he was showing all these really funny glitches in Skate 3. And you could see in the sales graph a massive spike of Skate 3 sales just randomly, like a couple of years after release, which is unheard of for a, a game like that. And it's just because PewDiePie decided, oh, I want to play Skate 3 today. You know, I can his- confirm that because yes. working at a video game store, I had one day, It was this, this was in the summer, I had mm-hmm. three kids in the span of five minutes come yep. in one at a time asking for Skate 3. And I legit yep. stopped and asked them. Like, why? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Skate 3 was been out for like the longest time. It's like 2012, Yeah, it's about man. forever. Why do you even want that? Yeah. And then he's like, someone's playing it on YouTube. And then I was like, all right. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm like so, I can't disagree with you. It's like, here you go. Like, here you go. Play Skate 3. And, and that's specifically why uh, companies are working with are, are working with these guys. Because, you know, it gives them opportunities to, to sell things to people they wouldn't otherwise have met have reached so there definitely is value in it um another uh, another approach that one particularly large company is taking that is very relevant now is nintendo nintendo has their own way of handling handling things which is a little different so with nintendo uh basically if you play a nintendo game they will take all your money unless you sign up for the nintendo creators program where they'll only take some of your money yeah, so that's the way they handle it. Um, now, personally, at least in the case of Nintendo, I kind of feel like that kind of a system might be good for Atlas. And the reason why I think that is, so it, so l- let me use a different example. In the music industry, there are different standards that are abided by. Uh if someone wants to make a cover of a song, uh, they need to get, uh, they need to pay royalties, even if they one hundred percent create a brand new recording of themselves playing a song or singing a song. They don't use, any, they don't even use one second, not even a microsecond of the original song. They just pu- purely record their own thing. They have to pay royalties. Uh, Churro and I, we have a uh, mutual friend, Sebastian. He has a company, yeah, based on on that. Where where uh, y- you know people can cover video game songs, and they can go to his company, and they will they will negotiate with with whoever company they need to negotiate with, and they will be able to release covers based on copyrighted material. So at least in mu- in the music industry, 
this is common. Of course you get ro- of course you pay royalties to the original artist. But in the case of uh, of music, usually a cover is not something that acts as free advertising. A cover acts as competitive uh it, it is competitive against the original product because it's bo- both of them are songs. So uh, it's like if I made a, a fan game uh, based on Kingdom Hearts, you know, that would be a competitive product. So that makes sense. In the case of uh, a linear story game like Persona, you could see a live stream or a Let's Play as a competitive product because it's something that lets you experience the entire story. So maybe in the case of a linear game, maybe it's okay that Atlas decides, okay, you can you can play this game on your channel if and only if you sign up uh, for uh, royalty payments on this. You know, I would personally feel okay if Atlas got royalties on Let's Plays because this is, you know, the their game is not as interactive as maybe some other games. It's not like Minecraft where every time you load up a new world, it's a brand new world and you can create literally anything you want. It's a linear game with a linear story almost like as if it was a book or an anime or a comic book and you're just letting people consume it as is so that's just my thing i don't know how you feel about it i know none of us are like we we aren't like let's players in the sense that we we make bank (laughs) like that's our only job we 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 did it sometimes as a hobby on live streams so i don't know how they would feel but at least personally i feel like for linear games like that where the live stream could replace someone buying the game i think i'm okay with them having to pay royalties on that that's just my opinion what do you guys think about royalties with with let's plays do you think that's something that should be adopted Maybe not like for every game. Like for some games, I think it's a it, like. I don't think Minecraft ever needed. <laughs> Minecraft doesn't need royalties. <laughs> Minecraft every Minecraft video is something new and unique, so they don't need that. But I think like maybe for, like on a case by case basis, you know, it, would you it be has to be okay case with by that? case because it has I to mean, be. Yeah, every, I mean, not everything's going to be the same way. I mean, it's it's. I mean, especially the popular games that are coming out. You know. Yep. You know, like the ones that companies are really banking on to do well yep so you know it's it has to be looked at a case by case especially and then you got any developers that are totally okay with all that and don't yep. care as long as their game gets exposure it's just exactly really depending on the uh you know the company depending on the game and mm-hmm. there's so many factors that goes into it you know it's like just like you said it's got to be case by case it can't just be free for all or definitely all. yeah i also feel like with with like indie games like yeah that's like their their only way of doing it but like you know you have so with indie games it's probably not going to affect the kinds of games they make but you can definitely see that with like with bigger AAA publishers they're looking at let's plays and because let's plays exist it could also negatively affect the types of games they make maybe maybe less companies will decide to make single player games Maybe less companies will decide to make, you know, linear story-based games because they know, oh, well, if you make a linear story-based game, someone's just going to upload it to YouTube, so we're not going to make that anymore. Like, there's that. There's the, also that side. So that's why I kind of feel like it's okay for this kind of alternative revenue stream for these companies. 
I mean, maybe, maybe if they are able to make money off of YouTube videos, there would be less DLC because DLC exists because these games shouldn't be sold for $60. They should be sold for a lot more. So they're just trying to get more money out of you so they can sort of like make the game profitable. So like if they could have an alternative revenue stream that doesn't take money out of my wallet, maybe there would, there would be less stupid DLC that's added on later and maybe more new linear story-based games would be created because they don't have to worry about the revenue as much. They just need to worry about making a good story so a popular YouTuber decides to pick them up and show their show their game. So it's an interesting topic. It's very big. It's bigger than our show. <laughs> it's it's it, you know, it's a, a multi-billion dollar or multi-million dollar problem, so that's something that has to be problems uh, that has to be solved later. I know it's I know this wasn't like a like a super Kingdom Hearts oriented discussion, but I thought it was relevant because we just had a Kingdom Hearts game release. We just had a big AAA RPG release, and Kingdom Hearts three obviously is a AAA RPG, uh, a rare a rare flower in the sea of big open world games that have a lot of options. It's a linear game, a polished linear experience. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see the future of games and how they have to cater to the new world we live in where people could just watch our game for free. So we'll have to see what they, what the big publishers decide to do in the future. Anyway, that wraps up this segment. Moving on. Uh, our music for this episode will be a cover of Hikari. I don't know if we've used this already. <laughs> Honestly, I know we've used something from this guy before. This is Sam Young Official. This is his cover of Hikari. I really like Hikari, so let's listen to it. Uh, the next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 25th of April. You, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yay! And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or... Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania, or at UltimaWeapon.com's Twitter, which is UltimaWeapon.com. Nice. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Oh, and also, send us emails to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us your questions. If you want us to ask, answer your questions, please send us your questions. But please, try to make them spoiler-free. And, uh, yep, that wraps up our show for today. Please, say your goodbyes. Bye, guys. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Like always, we love you. Bye, guys. Yeah. Actually, I had so much fun, like, talking about this stuff. Yes, I, it's, it's, it's such a very topic. It, unique topic. I had yeah. a lot of fun it, listening to you guys. Yeah? Yes. Thank you. I, thank I you. actually learned a lot from this, so thank you. Oh, good. No problem. I hope, I hope, I hope everybody... Uh, took something from it also just one last comment uh, i know we talked about skate 3 but i would just want to say personally from my personal experience uh, i have uh, purchased games based on something i watched on the let's play and i will say on record the reason i'm a persona fan is because of let's plays persona 4 was overwhelming for me to start in because i'd never experienced uh, a story-based game where you had so much freedom to choose what you can do on a day-to-day basis. It was overwhelming to me. But then I watched a quick couple of episodes from a, of a 100% Let's Play 
of Persona 4 and saw what a uh, what a accomplished Persona player does and how they get through the story uh, and and get everything in the story in one uh, in one fell swoop. I just watched a couple of episodes and I got it. And then I went running. I bought a Vita. I bought a uh, I bought a copy of Persona 4 Golden that sold not only a game that sold a console. So just putting that out there i don't know if i came too much on the side of publishers but i am also a big proponent of let's players i love let's plays i watch let's plays you know it's it's where i can watch content about games and the mainstream media doesn't do it they think games are dead they think games are were a fad in the 80s and they don't understand video games youtube understands video games let's players understand video games twitch understands video games i love let's players dude i like so. i've been i've been watching streams on my phone now like when i'm at work and i go on break or yeah lunch, it's so it's fun like I just pop on twitch and just follow somebody that i'm see playing and, and or what if i'm like doing like some like typing up something it's like i'll put on twitch and i'll just listen to the like somebody's commentary you know on yep. on their stream it's like i just like listen to it you know and just type away and it's just it's exactly it's, it's relaxing. great it's kind of like, it's like the new way of listening to like music or something exactly it's just something nice to do so yeah i never want this stuff to go away i just want things to be more uh hunky dory between the relationship between the people that make the let's plays and the people that make the games i want there to be a lot more uh a lot more uh understanding and a lot less fear i know with atlas they're a japanese company in japan let's playing is not a thing fair use is not that much of a thing so uh, I definitely understand where they're coming from. They, they have a different worldview, a different understanding of copyright and intellectual property. So uh, for them, it's a scary thing. So I, I get that. So we just need to, little by little, game by game, have more understanding and realize that the Let's Player is not trying to steal your game. The viewer sometimes is trying to steal your game. But, uh, yeah, and, and also uh, the uh, the content, the uh, publisher, the creator of the game, they're not trying to steal your money. They're just trying to earn what is rightfully theirs. So we just need to all get along. Anyway, now for the actual end of the show, please say your goodbyes. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.